Hello and welcome back to In Bed with Lucy Season 2. Before you enter, be sure to wipe your feet to the place where we discuss all the shits and giggles of the adult industry. Now for all my newbies, I'll quickly run through my disclaimer. Everything I discuss is of my own opinion and it does not reflect on the community at large as everyone experiences sex work differently. This podcast is rated R18+, and it may contain explicit language and make references to sexual assault, drug and alcohol, self-harm, domestic violence, and other triggers not limited to the previous mentioned. If this doesn't fit, then please kindly stop now. For the rest, let's get this party started. What does it take to be a sex worker? And what are some of the things that you need to think about before getting into the industry? One thing that's always fascinated me is when I do tell people that I am a sex worker, that generally majority of the people will respond back with the fact of, oh, that's an easy job. Anyone could do that. What skill set does it actually involve? All you need to do is have sex. It's a very basic job. No one with an education has to do that. Well, I am here to enlighten you on what it takes to be a sex worker and things that I believe that you need to prepare yourself for. And I guess just to open society's eyes to the skill set that all well, majority of sex workers that I deal with generally have to have. Yeah, there are some other sex workers that work in a different fashion. There are everyone, you know, functions businesses at a different level. You can't compare McDonald's with a hamburger joint on the corner that's run by Martha and Joe. So what I'm going to talk about is just the basic core structure of what it is that it takes to be a sex worker. I believe that majority of the points that I'm going to make in this episode, I feel are quite broad. Like I feel like majority of people would do this. Okay, so what does it take to be a sex worker just like straight up? Well, firstly, you need the confidence to be able to believe in yourself and have conviction in your actions. A lot of people think, you know, yeah, I can do sex work and all this kind of stuff. But, you know, the very first thing you need is the confidence to do it. So you just need confidence within yourself. Not necessarily have a lot of confidence, but you at least need to know how to fake it. You know, like the famous saying goes, fake it till you make it. If you can at least act confident, because the thing about clients and a thing about men is that they can smell when someone's insecure about something from a mile away. So you can't let off that you're insecure because it shows weakness. And not only that, it shows weakness, but you need to have confidence in yourself. You need to be generally quite a strong person deep down inside before you can actually put yourself in such a vulnerable situation. You know what I mean? You have to have confidence in everything that it is that you do. And if you don't have confidence, you at least need to know how to fake it. You know what I'm saying? I also believe that you kind of need to know your shit. You need to be a bit streetwise. You need to know human behavior. You need to be prepared for, unfortunately, a lot of people taking you for a ride. So you just have to know your shit, whether it be book-wise, whether it be streetwise. You kind of need to be have be quite broad. You need to have a knowledge on a lot of different things. So I, first thing, confidence. Second thing, you need to be a bit streetwise. You need to know your shit. You need to know your intuition. You know, you need to be, the next thing would be you need to be prepared mentally and physically. So this job is quite a physical job. Sex is hard. I'm sure you fucked for a couple of minutes and you're fucking exhausted. Or you may have fucked for a couple of hours, but was it straight? Were you straight? No, like what I'm saying is sex is, is exhausting. You need to prepare yourself mentally and physically for the act in general you need to be prepared to meet someone and fuck them within 
two seconds. Suck their cock, be intimate with them in a way that some people may find that a struggle. A lot of people do struggle with that act. So you need to, you know, mentally prepare yourself for this job and you need to basically be in a position where you're stable and you need to be somewhat hard because this job will make you hard. Regardless of how sweet and nice you are, you know, I started off rosy colored eyes eyed as well. So this job definitely makes you hard. And if you're not hard already, you will be. You need to be somewhat thick skinned and you need to have definitely a lot of stability in your life in in some way because this job can be mentally trialing and you need to be able to take those burdens on without affecting your mental state of mind. So that's those are huge things to think about before you get into the industry. Confidence. Do I have it? Can I fake it? Am I streetwise? Do I know my intuition? Do I have somewhat of a you know a mild knowledge of just things in general? You know, I'm going to get into the list of things that you will need to know. But are you also mentally prepared? You know, are you physically prepared for this job? It's really fucking hard. So you're probably asking, okay, if I'm not hard, how do I make myself hard? Well, it's not about making yourself hard. It's about being, like I said, the very first point was confidence. How do you prepare yourself for this industry mentally and physically? You just need to have the confidence and conviction in yourself. You need to be quite experienced with people. You need to have quite a a thorough understanding of people before you can even entertain the fact of entering into the industry. You need to know that you're able to connect with people, but you're also be able to disconnect yourself just as easily. This job can become very trialing mentally and physically. Physically, I would say go to the gym, keep fit. I personally don't. I just use sex as my form of exercise. I used to heavily exercise, so I'm quite fit in general. But, you know, mentally, the preparation, I felt like I had somewhat of a base level of, of structure. So I was quite strong. I was quite determined. I was willing to go that extra mile and all these types of things. I knew how to connect. I knew how to disconnect. I knew how to mentally take care of myself. So there were things that I had before getting into the industry, but I also developed them further being in the industry. So I haven't always been this hard. I have been quite lenient and it's just never gotten me anywhere in life and being a very strict hard straight to the point kind of person has really gotten me quite far in the industry so those are things that I have learned throughout my travels because strength comes and builds up with every single movement that you make you know you've got to exercise that muscle just like everything else so I have I'm constantly educating myself mentally and I'm always uh, adjusting my uh, mental I guess the way that I mentally deal with my job as I have new scenarios, new situations come up and you need to know how to be able to navigate through that for yourself and for the other person as well. My my development in the industry personally is constantly ongoing, but I do always recommend that you have to be quite a tough person to prepare yourself for this job. Okay, so let's get into the juicy bits of what is a core girl or a high-class escort or a sex worker's actual job description. So if I was to write a motherfucking resume, what would I be putting on that resume as my job description for what I do? Well, (laughs) hang motherfucking tight because my list is 
fucking huge. Like there's not just one or two points here. I ran out of space. So I'm gonna actually just rattle my list off and then I'll go through each one because I feel like I just wanna go through the list first and then we'll go through each one. Your job description as an escort. We'll start off with marketing. Then you have advertising, brand control, customer liaison and interpersonal skills, being able to maintain professional relationships, bookkeeping, tax and accounts and cash handling skills, scheduling and planning, travel knowledge, time management skills, meeting key point targets, budgeting, cleaning, household cleaning, as well as other types of cleaning, laundry, and uh, just general duties. You also need to have like a medical knowledge. Other things that I've added to my list is things like modeling. If you do porn, you need to know how to do filming, editing. Oh, I forgot data entry. That's that's actually a, a big thing. You also need to have a sound knowledge on sexual skills. You need to also have a sound knowledge on being able to read a person sexually. You need to be able to have flirtation skills. You need to be able to have so many skills that I literally had to write a huge motherfucking list. Like, wow. So let's go through the list. Like marketing, advertising, brand control. That's basically like creating you. And you need to be able to market that. And you need to be able to advertise that. That is a, a huge chunk of your job. A majority of when they say, oh, in session time and all that kind of stuff. No, like you're spending a lot of time and money investing in your marketing, your advertising and brand control. You can outsource some of those things, which I will discuss in a moment. But just uh, if you're running things on your own, you need to know about marketing. You need to know about advertising. You need to know about brand control. You need to know how to put yourself out in the public in a good way to be able to sustain your business. The next things that are hugely important are things like customer liaison and interpersonal skills. You need to be able to communicate with your clients. You need to be able to communicate with other people in the industry because there are certain things that you may need, references. You need to be able to land a booking. You need to be able to be able to talk to people. So obviously customer liaison, liaison is very important. Being able to maintain professional relationships, you would think that would be in customer liaison, but you know, being able to maintain professional relationships is a totally different thing. So to be able to maintain relationships on long-term basis, whether you're maintaining a relationship in one particular way, you need to be able to know how to customize each experience and each professional relationship and know how to deal with it. So you need to be able to, I guess, define that and navigate through that. Obviously being able to do data entry, you know, bookkeeping, tax, accounting, cash handling, all these really point, good things that you need to know and these are all really good points. So without having cash handling skills and accounting and bookkeeping and all that stuff, like how do you keep track of things? You know, you're just running a spiral into the ground if you're not really keeping track of things that your business is taking and going because when it comes to tax time or when it comes to a time that if you're trying to run things under the book and you get caught, you know, you need to, it's just the way things are. Bookkeeping is always going to be part of it. Whether you're running black books, red books, green, green books, clean books, dirty books, whatever, you still need bookkeeping in regardless of whether you're paying tax. But yeah, it's all huge things that you need to think about and there's stuff that some people crumble under. And I have seen people cry over bookkeeping and data entry and tax and accounting and cash handling. So yeah. Also knowing how to do 
scheduling and planning that's very important you need to schedule yourself you need to plan things ahead you need to have a huge things like time maintenance you know also travel knowledge you know there's so much that you need to know to be able to execute your job scheduling planning is so important double booking yourself it can't happen it's happened to the best of us it's happened to me you need to be able to prevent that from reoccurring because that can become very frustrating and tarnishing on your branding and you know time management that's important knowing how long it takes for you to get ready, knowing how long it takes for you to turn around your apartment, knowing how long it takes for you to do anything, being on time, being punctual, all those things, very important in the industry. Without it, you know, no one's going to get very far. With media and travel knowledge, so travel knowledge, just knowing knowing traveling around and having contingency plans and being able to plan that and an agenda and itinerary and all those kinds of things. So having that knowledge is very important. Meeting targets, you know, with a business, we all have targets. You know, you need to be able to meet those key point targets in order to keep your business sustainable. Obviously, being able to meet targets is very important. Budgeting, hugely important. You can earn hundreds of thousands of dollars but if you're spending $1 million, it's not going to get you very far. You know what I mean? So budgeting is very fucking important in this industry. Cleaning. Cleaning is huge. You have to clean your area for the client. You need to have clean linen. You need to be able to do laundry. You need to be able to do ironing. You need to keep up general cleaning and maintenance, vacuuming, dusting, mopping, dishes, the lot. You need to be able to be a cleaner. There is also things like you need to be able to, you know, have medical knowledge as well. You know, have like a general medical knowledge, you know, in case someone, you know, hurts themselves, scratch themselves, you know, you need to have some type of minor medical experience. So in case something happens, you're prepared. General maintenance is important. You know, there are certain things that break to be able to know how to fix certain things. There's a lot of, a lot of things you need to know. Oh yeah, modeling. So even with the advertising and even with the marketing and all that stuff, like you also need to be a model too. Go shit, go figure. You need to sell the product, which is technically you. So you need to be able to be a model. You need to know your angles. You need to know what's what you're trying to project yourself as. You know, there's no point doing a photo shoot with leather and latex when you're not into doing bookings like that. You've got to look into what you're trying to attract. Your photos are going to attract those types of clientele. So you need to get into modeling. You need to, you know, creative direct, like a creative director. You need to be able to coordinate photo shoots. You know, if you're doing porn, you need to be a creative director there. You need to do scripting, you need to do editing, you need to do final proofing, you need to buy copyright music, you need to pay the certain people that you're using, whether it be lyrics from, whether it be a song, whether it be an image, whether it be a quote. You need to do everything in the legal and right manner, especially when you're producing sold content. And especially if you're even producing photos and things like that, like you've got to make sure that you're not copywriting anything and if you're doing an individual justice yourself so to speak so the next thing i would want to discuss is the kind of kind of businesses that you can use to execute your job as a sex worker in the adult industry so obviously the very first thing you're going to look into is like things like banks you have to deal with banks, you know, money, business, banks. I have found in the advice that I was given basically not to be forthcoming with a bank when you are initially opening an account to let them know that you're a sex worker. You will be discriminated against. Whether it's legal or not, they will still discriminate. If you actually look into a lot of the fine detail into a lot of bank institutes, I would love to mention and rattle them off, but I don't want to face the lawsuit. They actually have clauses 
in their basically terms and conditions saying that they do not support sex workers. I would love to mention who they are, but a lot of them have it in very small print in the way so the general public find it very, very difficult to find. But you will be discriminated against by financial institutions, whether you are an independent sex worker, whether it's legal, whether it's not legal, they don't really give a fuck. They have religious moral grounds and I didn't think that banks had religious beliefs. I thought they were just interested in making money because they make billions and billions of dollars every quarter. Clearly they have religious beliefs because that's what it seems to be structured around. I highly recommend that you Google it. Go on there. See what banks and institutes don't support sex workers. And to find uh, companies that support sex workers are very far and few between. I generally have a backup story. I do digital marketing. I can say that I'm a social media influencer. I can say, you know, multiple things. I can just say I own my own business. I have a clothing brand. I have a fucking podcast. I have a motherfucking, I don't care, I'm a model. What of it, cunt? Like, you know what I mean? What the fuck of it? So um, banks are one place and one company that you will have to deal with. Accountants. I actually was very, very fucking lucky with accountants and bookkeepers because you would like, unless you know how to do that shit yourself, because accounting is a fucking course in, its, in itself. I actually did a Myob course with TAFE and that was really, really good for me because I actually use that software. So obviously I needed education in that. So I learned how to, you know, do a lot of my bookkeeping to save some money. But also that was time that I had to invest in educating myself. But with an accountant, I've always been really lucky. I've always been forthcoming with what my job is because I want them to know what I can claim, what I can't claim, what's legal, what's not legal. So yeah, um, I've been really lucky. I've had my, my the same accountant since before I was a sex worker. Uh, well, not necessarily before I was a sex worker, but he started at my company for me. And I also dealt with a bookkeeper short term that basically helped me with the myob structure. So that was another person that I employed, you know, bookkeeping. That can also be a long-term thing, but I learned how to do that myself. Yeah, I was very lucky to find accountants that were willing to work with a sex worker and didn't find it a problem and didn't find it ethical or religious. And I actually, I think my accountant is Hindu, if I stand corrected. I should actually double check that before I start just rattling off what he is. But he's like his religious beliefs you know, believe in, you know, sex only with marriage, but he still supports me. He's always been there for me and always done my business good. Um, another company that you'll have to deal with is probably like marketing and web developers, unless you're into, you know, creating your own website. Like I said, web designing is a whole nother job. And to actually do a course on web design is huge in graphic design and all the things like, yeah, you can go to Wikix and you can go to different other websites where you can create your own website. But majority of those hosts don't actually support sex work. And before you actually create a website with a prefixed or a, I guess, template website, just double check that their terms and conditions uh, state that you can't be a sex worker. Because I do know a lot of people that have lost their websites from using um, other self-made websites they've lost it because they are a sex worker so you know marketing and web developers are a huge people you know that you will deal with um other people that you will deal with is also advertisers and your portfolio your profile holders they're two huge companies that you'll deal with and obviously majority of them are sex worker friendly but when it comes to marketing and web developers you've always got to be forthcoming because you can't say you're a fucking social media person to them they need to know what you do so finding a company that actually uh, supports sex workers can be difficult but I have a good referral and I'm actually dedicating a whole podcast to Wicked Lips 
which is my web designer at the moment. Um, they're great. I used, I did start off with a different web developer, but now I'm actually onto these amazing team and I actually can't foresee myself moving on to a different developer because they just, they're ethical. They're so ethical. They know what to, they know exactly what the customer needs. They will always implement things in order to expand your business. And they're always willing to accept responsibility for things that occur. So yeah, I've always found that the marketing team that I'm with, because they are sex worker friendly and they are sex worker based, that it's been really easy to work with them. Other people that I've contacted when I was transferring over from my previous marketing team, some people didn't even want to talk to me. They didn't even want to know, they were like, oh my God, fuck off peasant. I was like, wow, <laughs> didn't realize people talk to people that, that pay their bills and all that shit. Other people that you will have to deal with is photographers and producers and creative directors if you can't do it yourself. Like you need to produce content for advertising. So you're going to have to deal with photographers. You're going to have to deal with creative directors. If you shoot porn, you're going to have to other, deal with other content creators. You have to content swap, collabs, collabs, or whatever it is that you want to call it. You know, there's there are so many different companies that you're actually going to have to deal with as well as you're running your own business. So, you know, photographers, producers, you also need to deal with suppliers. You know, you need condoms, you need sex toys, you need lingerie, you need so many different things. And I would go as far as to double check that they are sex worker friendly. Like I know, and I don't want to mention any brands that aren't sex worker friendly. Like they're happy to collect the money off sex workers, but they were not willing to support sex workers in general. So you'll need to deal with suppliers. And I suggest that you deal with ethical suppliers, suppliers that actually support the industry. Yeah, people can sell the product, but doesn't mean they necessarily support it. Love to mention names, but I really can't. So yeah, such is life. Other people that you would have to deal with is like personal assistants. If you decide to use a personal assistant, someone to assist you, you know, behind the scenes, whether it be with scheduling, whether it be with other things, because when you're in session, you can't really do other things that you need to do for the business. So you may need a personal assistant. I used to use a personal assistant for just things that I needed done personally, like shopping, banking, taking care of dog, nannies, walkers. Like I used to outsource a lot of personal things that I needed to get done because I just didn't have the time to do it so you know like personal staff I actually have a few staff for my dog I have multiple sources of staff so to deal with maybe even people that you employ or even contract uh, social media platforms you'll have to deal with social media platforms you'll be constantly discriminated by social media platforms Instagram is the first one Instagram or Facebook being the killer of killers but Instagram being the, the main killer they censor everything unless you're Kylie Jenner, unless you're Kim Kardashian, unless you're Kendall Jenner, whatever, or Miley Cyrus or all that, you can show as many fucking nipples, you can have new, it's fine, totally fine. But sex workers, no, absolutely not. You can't even show any type of nippling. They even have very specific points in what you can do with your selfies, whether it be focused on your bum, body, uh, how much is clothed. It's really, really bad. I can tell it's trying to censor a lot of people. They just want to have commercial imagery and they don't want to be seen, I guess, anywhere near the adult industry. And a lot of people in the industry will lose accounts regularly. I'm probably up to my eighth account. I think I am. It's like I don't get too invested in my Instagram accounts. And in fact, you've got to have multiple accounts as a sex worker with Instagram because you'll lose. You can lose accounts every week. 
You can lose one a month. You can lo- not lose one for two years and then all of a sudden, bam, you've got photos reported from four, fucking uh, ages ago. Even I've even had reports come through for a photo for an account that doesn't even exist anymore. Literally. Literally. Like social media, I have no idea who runs that shit. But there should be more liability for the fact that they don't really fulfill their requirements as a social media platform for anti-discrimination and all that kind of stuff. So we're constantly discriminated by social media platforms, but they are another company in which an offset company, which you have to deal with in the industry because you need to advertise yourself. And social media is one of those, those things. Same with Twitter. Twitter is one of those things. You know, it's just... It can be a hit and miss, but you do need it. So you just got to keep making new accounts and just keep going forward because you will be discriminated against by social media departments and all that kind of stuff. The only thing you can do is try and take it further. And if you have the means, even take legal action because they don't want that. And the last thing they'll do is want to go to court. So try that angle. Okay, so my last point that I wrote down was to give you advice on how to navigate your way through the industry and to make your life easy behind the scenes and with clients. Now, I don't know why I put that point there because I feel like that's a whole topic on its own, but I will kind of dabble into how to navigate through thinking about entering into the industry and thinking about whether you are capable of it. But if you can't go on a bus and think about fucking every single person on that bus for money, well, then I'd really think twice about whether you're ready to actually go in the industry until you can actually find yourself in a situation and go, yes, I can fuck every single one of these people in this room and treat them all with the respect that they deserve or the respect that they're showing you, regardless of physical appearance, regardless of occupation, regardless of history, regardless of education, regardless of anything. Can you fuck that person and be amazing with them? That's probably one of the first things that I would actually probably think about before even entering into the industry, thinking about whether I'm capable of being able to take on all these burdens and whether I'm capable of being able to give myself the self-care and give myself the right to be able to, I guess, live a normal life. So I've just got to think about the pros and cons before entering any industry. But I will get into the topic of how to navigate through the industry and how to make your life easier. So for now, that is all. And on that note, I shall bid you all farewell. Thank you for taking the time to listen to my podcast. I hope you enjoyed your stay and I look forward to speaking with you all again soon. Don't forget to follow my Facebook page, In Bed With Lucy. And I also have an Instagram and my handle is I love Lucy Wollongong, one word. I also have a Twitter account, Lucy Price AUS, one word. Until then, stay safe, be true to yourself and always be kind to others.